Hello and welcome to The Two Tones. It's episode 16. We're about to preview round 16. I'm Tony Moclair. Joining me as always... G'day, Tone. <laughs> Sorry, you, Tone? I jumped the gun there. Here are you. I'm very well. Episode uh, 16 means we mention... Well... Because the, well, the, there's one player that stands head and... Sh- well, no, there's two, actually. Two great, absolute well, greats think, in that jumper. I'm thinking of JB, the great yeah. Jim Buckley. Oh, magnificent. Uh, now, Greg Kennedy, uh, I think the man from Eagle Hawk was 16, Tone, just to throw wow. a curveball at you. Yeah. The man who kicked the most goals for Carlton... In a game of football at Princess Park. 12, he kicked against Hawthorne. I think it was in 72. Oh. And I was there. And the, he, he was... He, he had a, a drop punt kick on him like Peter McKenna. Yeah. So, in other words, he actually absolutely bisected the goals. He was a glorious kick for goal. Probably unlucky he didn't uh, make the 72 grand final. Yeah. Jezalenko was lurking around the forward line, uh, so that made life yeah. very difficult. But... Greg Kennedy, a very good player, uh, the man from Eagle Hawk, uh, where Rod Ashman came from, um, and uh, very unlucky not to have his moment in the sun, Tony, in September 72. But However, he is remembered here on the two tones. I'm just going to acknowledge, of course, the great Scott Camporiali. Very good player. Oh. Now, there's a premiership player. What, what a year he had. Oh. Should have won the Rising Star that yeah. year too, well, you Tony. Think, yeah. An absolute yeah. joke, and I'm still offended by it. <laughs> Let's not get into... Uh, things that Carlton has been done by. We, we go into A Walker's Mark of the Year that wasn't, and a whole bunch of other things. <laughs> now, Tone, speaking of losses, it was Simo's 300th. Uh, Carlton uh, squeed up against Port Adelaide, the power at the MCG. It was not to go our way. The record will show that Carlton were 10 969 to Port's 13 12 90. Um, they uh, obviously uh, dominated in terms of scoring shots, but. To anybody who was lucky enough to be there, can I just congratulate every Carlton fan who went along there? The first quarter was buzzing with the the number of Carlton fans who were there. It would have been great to see even more for Simo because the man merits it, let's be honest. Yes. Um, But the first quarter, uh, Carlton... Carlton were magnificent out of two out of the four quarters, and they were great quarters to watch. And I might say, had their chances to oh, uh, take yeah. take more moments in the game yeah. that they failed to do. You know, I can think, think of those missed shots on goal. Oh. I think in the third um, would have been lovely tone to see more Carlton people there for Simo. Yeah. I, 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 did, I know we were playing an interstate team, but I, I thought twenty six thousand could have been a, a bit better. Yeah. However, uh, those who did it turnout were treated some great moments in the game and um, and to see Simo you know um, uh, savouring his moment in the sun at the end you know carried off by Murph and Ed Kudo and can I just uh, say Port Adelaide yes. the guard of honour as well Tremendous. lovely touch a lovely touch and um, I, it's nice that that happens now uh, with, with frequency yeah. you, know, um, you know opposition players respect uh, the Warriors at other clubs. Yeah. Uh, it's a fraternity, isn't it? And um, everyone's in it together. And it, it, as you say, it was a, a very nice moment um, at the end of the game to see mm. um, the little Warrior in the number six um, shouldered off to the support of both the Carlton and Port Adelaide players. He did not disgrace himself. It was a it was a, a typical Simo game. Oh, well, it was best of field. And I believe the numbers were up there with almost his career best. I think he had 38 touches he, he had yeah. for the game. You know, there's a moment in the game where I, I think I mentioned it to him last week. I saw an old photo of him um, um, tackling uh, Big Mummy, you know, yeah. when they played <laughs> yeah. and And there was a moment late in the game where 
Simo backed back into Charlie Dixon on yeah. coming to take that great mark. And, you know, that that was uh, a signature moment for Cade Simpson. Yeah, well, look at the way he played. And when you see that, yeah, it defies logic that he's played 300. Yeah. Because, you know, um, Charlie Fisher probably... Um, sorry, Charlie Dixon probably should have killed Simo. Yeah. Well, was in a position to really take him out. Um, and how... How Simo survived the, um, you know, the cut and thrust for all these years and over so many games, it's beyond me. It's um, oh, he's a warrior, and um, all power to him. It was a, it was a great moment for him, and uh, he embraced the week. Yeah, uh, it was a privilege to be involved in the media department to, you know, share the share the moments along the way. The, I don't think I'll forget the photo shoot out the ground. We oh, talked about that last yes. week. And and it was magnificent to see Bruce Dool and, and Craig Bradley in the rooms. Post match, yep. Bruce presented him with the the goons he signed by those f- four other three really? game greats, nice. and um, and uh, his daughters were in the um, in the rooms too. Uh, Jody Dool was down here for the photo shoot last week. It was magnificent to see her long hair and headband, Tony. Uh, there's a chip off the old block. Loved seeing it. Um, yeah, I, I hate to add too. There was no beard. But, um, oh, okay. but, um, no. She looked great in the headband, and it was great right. to see her there. A great card supporter is Jody. All right, a All true test of her is to see. Uh, what she does if a, a naked lady steals that headband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah. um, I want to point out too, Simo did the coin toss. And won the toss. And won. And won the toss as well. Um, I hope he kept the coin. Uh, yeah, let's hope so. I think he kicked to the Ponsford stand-in uh, the first quarter. And, uh, look, there was – as disappointing as the outcome was, you know, we would have loved the place that got over the line for Simo. There were still a lot of positives to come out of that game. And, um, you know, we, we're wanting – more and more moments, you know, we want the collective to, you know, um, uh, translate into Carlton wins. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, a work in progress, the narrative doesn't change. But I think just to get back a couple of players, uh, all as well for us, and there'll be more to return hopefully before the season's out. We might we might speak about that shortly. Well, speaking of, it was uh, Mark Murphy's first game back. Wow, well, there's uh, close how many weeks it would have been. Well, it would have been at least probably five Four. or six, I would yeah. have thought. Um, and, and he kicked that nice goal and, oh. and just showed his, his, um, his finesse. Uh, where we need him around the packs, you know, and the other one, of course, um, uh, Pickett. You yep. know, now he's a he's an exciting player. Oh. We love watching him play, and uh, we just want him to get continuity um, yep. and, and and string a few together because he's an exciting machine. Um, and, and there are other players to come Phillips. back. Let's well, talk Phillips. about Phillips. I want Phillips. To, I'll talk about Murphy in a second, but Phillips's game in terms of ground coverage. Well, look, he, he was Ryan magnificent. Wright is a, a fa- fabulous uh, ruckman for Port Port Adelaide, and that uh, you know in Cruz's absence, um, Phillips really had to take on the uh, the mantle, and I thought yeah. he performed admirably. Uh, bobbed up for a good goal too, yep. um, Andrew Phillips. So I thought he was terrific. There are a couple of um, unsung heroes, I'd call them, Tony, because I couldn't fit them into the votes. Matthew Kennedy's another one. Yes. He's, he's just his size and strength. Row, yeah. you know, to to complement Cripps, I think, uh, is enormous for our midfield as a, as a unit. And the other player that I dips my lid to, Tony, is Sam Rowe yes. uh, for the job he did on Charlie Dixon, keeping Dixon to one. Having having you know um, been called upon to uh, to take the hit outs against Collingwood yeah. in, in Cruz's absence, um, great nuts and bolts man Sam Rowe will do the job depending on whatever it is 
And um, he, he's been a, an, an admirable servant for the Carlton Football Club, it, it must be said. Uh, Sam Rowe's last line of defence acts were magnificent. Oh, yes. He's, he's kind of – his pressure – in his desperation, which has been a feature of two games in a row of his, has just no, been that's true. Uh, magnificent. No, and a little postscript to Sam's uh, game uh, happened on the uh, the concourse outside. I think it was Gate Four. Um, some interesting things have happened to me outside Gate Four post match in recent weeks, Tone, because I was around Gate Four after the Collingwood game where a, a scuffle broke out. Oh yeah, uh, it was pretty ugly actually. And I was. Um, I cowered as quickly as I could to get out of there. That was the first first week. But then last week, uh, walking along, got to gate four, and I bumped into um, Big Roger Rowe, uh, Sam's father, yeah. who was about to uh, head back to the station to board the train back to Walla Walla, which I think is about a three-hour trek back up to the Riverina. And... Um, Roger was great to talk to and, and was quite uh, chuffed about the way his boy went about it against yeah. Dixon, you know. And uh, he'd mentioned to me that, you know, there are a couple of things on, on Big Sam's bucket list there. One was to earn a Brownlow medal vote, which yeah. I think he's already ticked off. I think yeah. that might have been last year. Yeah. The second was to play 100 games for the Carlton Football Club. Outstanding. And if all goes to plan this year and uh, he plays in every game, he will have uh, reached game number 100 in the final round. Ah! So he which will is, get his... Which no- has a name on a locker, yeah. That's name on the locker, number 17. And yeah. might I say, Tone, that... Brent Croswell, two-time premiership player, wore number 17. And Gordon Collis, yeah. wore number 17, won the 64 Brownlow medal, are not on the locker, having just fallen short of 100 games. So what? Sam Rowe will get his name there where others have, have failed to, um, to, to manage it. So um, good luck to the big bloke. I hope he gets there. And um, if uh, recent forms, any indication, he's a shoe-in. Oh, definitely. And he... he uh well, he has done that 17 uh, number very proud. He has indeed. Now, can we just talk about uh, Merce's return? You would expect, a, a, you know, some either nerves or a bit of rust. You're reminded again of just how elite his disposal is. Yes. You know, when he's, when he's on song, his precision... And, you know, you mentioned that goal. That was a beautiful, steady goal. goal. And the, he was just under pressure poise, when he kicked was it. it. Yeah. The poise. He didn't pat – and he measured the situation up and, yeah. he, and, he, and he stabbed that ball through. And it was, it was a great moment. Yeah, it's a very good call you make, Tony. It'll be interesting to see now, you know, Merv's re-signed for another two, which is yeah. tremendous. So he'll be uh, a one-club player He'll then. be a one-club yep. player. And as he, uh, you know, gets on years, how the club, you know – Moving forward, I don't use that expression, but how how the club will use him, um, uh, you know, to complement the midfield, whether yeah. he goes forward, whether he goes back, It'll be very interesting to see um, where Mark Murphy fits into, into the into the um, into the uh, on field outfit uh, as time goes on. Just having him out there, his presence and his experience and his guile, I suppose, augurs well for the team, and um, yeah. it was good to see him. Get through the game. Get through the game yes. unscathed. Well, uh, you talk about Merce's role ahead. Well, that, uh, a lot of that's obviously going to depend on how the club recruits at the end of this year. Very isn't it? Because true. midfield, uh, you know, a, a key posi- or a, a, a match-ready, if you like, midfielder in their mid-20s is, is going to be top of the yes. top of the want list. Yes, surely. and and good sides have depth in midfield, don't they? They mm. run deep. You know, we, we have six, seven or eight players capable of um, doing the job through, through midfield. So... I'm sure Murph will be part of that elite core of players. Um, but you just have to hope if Carlton keep 
getting good more good players in that that maybe that. Uh, eases the workload for Murph because Murph, like Simo, I think has been a warrior yeah. for a long, long time, yeah. and he probably deserves a, a little bit of breathing space. Yeah. Um, it'll be <laughs> yes. lovely to see um, him part of a a more solid, more diverse, more um, well a deeper, deeper uh, midfield. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now we'll just go through some of the uh, some of the high points of the game. Uh, again, twenty one point loss, but Carlton went into. A rain-soaked last quarter, yes. only two points down. Well, I was that quite... Was, that was the frustrating thing. Uh, yes, and, and as I said, having had their chances, I think, to probably go well, in with a lead, you know, that in that third there quarter. Were, there were, was it the three set shots in that quarter yeah, there that, were, there were a couple that were of, missed? No, I, I, look, there were a couple of opportunities lost, it has to be said, and, and most gettable opportunities too. You yes, know, they were. Um, so I, I think um, when we reflect on, on a game like that, court match we think about what might have been and I think you said before we went on air that with a couple of notable exceptions this year, by and large Carlton have been in these contests for for you know, deep in, deep into games of footy. Well, this was holding a top eight side. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, no, the top eight side goalless in the third quarter. Well, Let's not uh, skate over that fact. Well, well, that's true, and and I thought that the Carlton's capacity to shut Collingwood down was equally admirable. You know, mm. um, so yeah, the the methodology is there, and 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 we see the players really delivering on the um, on the blueprint set by the coach. Unfortunately, we just can't sort of seem to sustain the input for four quarters, mm. but but you know, I think we're getting there. And, oh, um, I, I couldn't agree more. And this is why you need to keep going to games week in week out yes. because you do see it emerging. And this is I've got more faith in this kind of emergence. And there's been a few false dawns. We all know that, but this one. This one has the ring of truth about it. I, I really feel that in my waters, well, and I really mean that when I say it. That's lovely to hear you say that, Tony. Um, so, well, it's always great. To, I mean, look, I, I nearly got hypothermia in that last quarter, but I <laughs> stood my ground. You refused to leave your seat <laughs> as a bucket of down. Yeah, I did, yes. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I dressed for the weather. Oh, that's very good. I lost my press pass somewhere along the way oh. after the game, too, so... That's another another story that I'll, I'll love. We'll talk about the aftermath. I'm not sure well, we do that now. Or uh, no, let's uh, let's get your votes. Oh, okay. Um, well, this you you one two three. Yes. So we have mentioned Jared Pickett. How exciting he is. Yes. Charlie Curnow four goals again, and Charlie Curnow is now. He's. A, I uh, spoke to a mate on the way home from the game who was a. He's a lapsed. Well, no, not lapsed. He betrayed his Carlton faith to Barrack for Collingwood. Who but, did? Charlie did. No, no, no. This is a mate of mine. <laughs> I'm looking at you, I'm glad Darren. you clarified that. Yeah. Um, now, he... it's Charlie Curnow is now... We know Cripps is well-established on other supporters' radars, but Charlie Curnow is firmly there now. Oh, he is. He is. And, and uh, you know, it's just uh, magnificent to see him really, really, um, you know, taking the game on and showing his flair and finesse and... Uh, it's an awesome natural talent that he yeah. has. You know, it's uh, frightening actually to see a player like that. Um, I think it was Jonathan Brown who said a couple of weeks ago that to him, uh, Charlie Curnow's probably the best young talent to, to emerge since Franklin, which is a hell of a rap. Because and and uh, Jonathan Brown is not given to exaggeration. No, no, no very true. But um, but look, he he was he was fabulous. Um, he. Actually, features in my votes, Tony, not surprisingly. I went with one vote to the Cripper, uh, Paddy Cripps. Great season. Um, He's got to be up there in the Brownlow count. Um, Two votes to Charlie. We've just 
talking at length about him. And three to the Warrior, Kate Simpson. Oh. I couldn't go past Simo's yeah. game. Um, uh, heart and soul, true blue. A um, little more need be said. We all know the sort of player and person that Cade Simpson is and uh, what, what a what a, a great moment for him and it was fabulous to see the football world as a collective mm. acknowledge his life and times at the weekend. I thought it was great. Yeah. Now, speaking of Tone, uh, there was a function at the ground afterwards that you attended? There was, there was a nice moment in the rooms after the game where the President, Mark Lejudege, made a presentation of a signed Guernsey, the Guernsey being signed by Nichols, Dool, Bradley, Silvani, the four other 300 gamers, and it was magnificent to see uh, Bradley and Silvani standing there as Bruce Dool, the great man himself, presented the, the front Guernseys of Simo. Simo is, uh, you know, is Dool-esque in many respects in yeah. terms of his personality, but yes. all week he's been like a kid in a candy store. Um, he, he, you know, he loves Bruce Dool. He, he was so, um, you know, filled with joy to see all those players featuring that photograph. I heard him say after the game that that photograph's going to bob up on the wall of his pool room. <laughs> I should hope not, so. Not surprisingly. Yeah. And it was, just, it was just great to see. It was great to see Bruce and Bradley back in the rooms, you know, um, and really, really warming to the moment, uh, as everyone did. Um, uh, just a lovely, a lovely experience. And then after the game, Tony, the, the, the club, the, the staff, the coaches, the players, all retired to a little, um, uh, little hotel bar in Swan Street um, to celebrate the moment for Simo. And uh, some of the names that uh, uh, that filed through on the night, um, Lance Whitner was there. Oh. Michael Jamison was there, Lucy's brother. Uh, Carrots, Andrew Carazzo yeah. turned up. The Chief was there, Simon Wiggins. Sean Grigg well. uh, fronted. Jared Waite fronted. Yeah. What, Brad uh, what, Fisher, his old mate, was there. And Geordie the, Russell. Oh, there you go. What was the reception like for Jared Waite? Oh, look, you know, um, there was a few snide <laughs> remarks behind his back, of course, but, uh, but no, no, by and large, it was great to see right. Jared Wade the ring. Good on him. Good yeah, on him for coming exactly. back. You know, Simo, he would have played a lot of footy with Simo, yeah. as did Big Lance and all those great players that, um, that um, can claim to uh, having played alongside the little bloke. Uh, it was a great night. Uh, it, was, um, it brought everyone together. Uh, it doesn't happen too often. In the cut and thrust, you know, yeah. uh, you play, you move on to the next game, and, and and you move on pretty quickly. But it was lovely, just to you know, savour the moment and 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 be part of a, a very special moment in Carlton history for for um, for Kate. It was it was great fun. And I'm, I'm sure Jamo shouted everyone at the bar a drink. Well, the, I think there was a tab going, so oh, it probably would have been hard for Jammer to do that. But okay. uh, but if anyone sees my press pass, by the way, Tone, I've lost <coughs> it somewhere between the club hotel here in Swan Street and Lennox Street where I park my car. It could be at the G for all I know, but if anyone finds it, kindly please. return it, please. Uh, that'll be T. DeBolfo, courtesy of... Uh, visit. Hang on, what are we now? Yeah, Icon, Icon Park. Park, yeah. Icon Park. I, I should stress too, Tony, I have got my membership card to fall back on. Okay. The event this doesn't but turn up. Nothing but. like a press pass, Tony. <laughs> Come on. Very true. Uh, now, so we, uh, well, we have your votes. We will now, uh, we will now preview game 301. Yeah, well, you, you, now you're heading up north. You're not, yes. you're not going via the Wollongabba Stadium, are you? Sadly, no. No? No. no. But, uh, look, I, I hope just me being in the state at uh, roughly the same time is going to uh, help the boys get across the line because Brisbane are a hard nut to crack. And they had a great win over the Dockers last week, yeah. so um, it ain't going to be easy. Um, you know, um, uh, Coach Fagan has really got the team 
um, uh, you know, bonding together very well. And um, it'll be an enormous challenge for um, for the boys on the road. Um, it'll be interesting to see the, um, the the makeup of the Carlton 22. We're, we're early in the week. We haven't had an update yet from um, Andy McKay. Uh, suffice to say, we know that, um, that Dale Thomas is available for selection after that one match penalty. Yeah. Um, probably a couple of players coming back too. March Bank, Kieran Byrne, you know, all going to resume, whether it's through the seniors or not remains to be seen. But the good thing is we're starting to get blokes back, you know, yeah. and um, we've really had to play catch-up all year in the event of our, uh, you know, thin numbers. So hopefully the boys can make a really good contest of this game and, and, and take the bickies because... Um, uh, I'm sick of dining out on the one win over Eston, Tony. It's about time we uh, strung a few more together. Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, that's when, and we do remember, of course, that uh, Brisbane has been the graveyard of one particular coaching empire here at the Carlton Football Club, um, Dennis Pagan. Yes, and it wasn't not Brisbane that brought about the demise of our walls here when, when they knocked us over at Princess Park. I think, yes. yes and they yes. were the Bears then, yeah, weren't they? they? They were. They yeah. were. And I, rec- I reckon uh, I started at the uh, at the then Sun on yeah. the on the Monday after that happened, and I've wa- I remember walking into the office at Flinders Street, exchanging pleasantries with my new editor, and then being told, "Get out to Oak Park. Robert Walls has just been sacked. Door knock him." How do you reckon I felt as a Carlton supporter? Always remember uh, knocking on the door, yeah, and Robert Walls coming to the door with a tennis racket. <laughs> thinking I'm going to end up with this damn of the throat. But Wolsey, to his credit, was very, very civil in, in yeah. turbulent times. That was my introduction to um, the HWT, Tony. I don't think I'll forget it. But that, that happened, um, I think, after Kappa kicked that winning goal for Brisbane out here. Um, might have been 80... Nine, perhaps, and that would have been under President John Elliott. Under his, under, pre, under President Elliott's watch, and yeah, then, um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, tumultuous times. That press I, pass, I'm assuming, is uh, can double as a shield, <laughs> which is probably why you're so keen to get it back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true. Um, well, now um, <clears throat> you know uh, a former co-host of uh, uh, this particular podcast is uh, playing for the Brisbane Lions. We're looking at you, Mitch Robinson. Yes. Um, and still there, and still seems to have found his niche there. Well, he has, and he's playing good footy too. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yes, uh, Mitch, I'll, I'll no, no doubt will be, um, you know, um, throwing his body in with a gay abandon at the weekend. Um, we've got to be ready for it. It'll be a physical contest. Just, you know, we want to see a solid four-quarter showing, I think. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm sure, you know, the players, with every quarter, every game they play, are really building in confidence because... Mm. Um, we're starting to see, you know, what what these players are capable of doing and where potentially we go, and it's going to be frightening once um, once it all clicks. Can um, I tell you who's who's kind of emblematic of that growth? And you know the name I'm about to mention, Paddy Dow. Oh yes, and you, and you can hear supporters talk about him. Yes, um, you know when you're at games, and there is there's a, a genuine interest and enthusiasm about him too which, oh, I, which yeah. I really enjoy seeing. I really like the way he attacks the, attacks the contest tone and um, he's a smart player too he's got the capacity to um, hit, hit targets, he also can bob up for a really good goal when it's required. Remember that goal? Yeah. Uh, that the was magnificent because Graham didn't want it, um, Garlett didn't want it yep. and in the end it was a hot potato. It lands in his lap and this is the thing about Paddy Dow. Again, it was like the Murphy goal. Takes a beat, 
assesses the situation and just, just drilled it. And good it was players, fantastic to see. Good players seem to have that yeah. extra moment in time to to uh, assess it all and, and make the right call. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about that. He, he's, I mean, he's in his first year and he's in the heat. Yeah. Um, uh, outstanding, outstanding year um, and only going to get better. You know, yeah. he, he, he is the Carlton of t- tomorrow and... Um, and it's going to be tremendous to watch his journey um, as the journey for all of us, Tony, continues. Well, somebody who kind of, uh, uh, I guess, embodies Carlton's past and future, um, and I'm loving the way he's playing at the moment, is I Jack Silvani. Yeah, oh, Jackson, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's far more physical than... Well, and uh, and he's not afraid of the physical contest. His overhead marking has always been a feature, but th- but that's really come to the fore as well. And well, he's he's great to watch. Well, I, I think I think what's happened here is that the selectors have actually wanted to get him busy, you know, and, yeah. and get him into the play. Maybe he was lost a little bit across half forward, you know, limited opportunities, I guess. But throw him into the play just gives him an opportunity to really, um, you know, ply his his skills. And um, the thing with Jack is that he's a smart player. Mm. You know, he's he's got the capacity to weigh up the situation and invariably make the right call. So um, I, I, he's one of those players I have great confidence in with the ball. Mm. You, you, you yep. know, by and large, you think he's going to do the right thing with it. And I, I think it's fa- fabulous that they've actually pushed him up the field, given him the opportunity to really, um, you know... Um, find that he belongs, you know, and uh, I think in the run home to the last game, we want to see more of this happening, you mm. know. Uh, you know, we want to have a look at players and we want to let's see how they hold up in different situations under different circumstances and scenarios and um, it's it just all goes well for the development of these players, doesn't it? And Jack's yeah. one of those. Yes. So let's hope he can keep it going. Well, yeah, there's a lot of players that we <clears throat> we can't wait to get a pre-season into and then bring on 2018. We just hope a more successful pre-season than uh, one Sam Doherty, of course. Yes. We don't want them emulating that, but the latest very quickly tone, Sam's moving, he's uh, confident on both oh, feet, yeah, he's yeah. on both legs. Yes, all yeah, good. Yes. Uh, as uh, far as you've seen? Yes, uh, he's moving well and, um, you know, it's great to just see him uh, back out in the pack. Attic and um, getting getting through the the demands as he as he completes his recovery. Can't wait for him to uh, take the paddock next year. Just quickly before we go, Kieran Byrne and Pat Kerr have made successful returns from injury in the VFL. We need both of them up and firing. They are um, both well. Pat Kerr especially. We've seen a bit of Kieran, but Pat Kerr. I think we need to see more of. We want to see more of. Um, him, you know, uh, getting confident in his goal kicking yes. and decision making in front of goal. Yes, and uh, and of course he will get a call up um, pending form. Um, you know, and 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 the coaches, you know, uh, true to his word, is playing blokes that are actually um, uh, demanding to be selected at senior level. So all Paddy Kerr has to do is just keep keep um, head down, uh, tail up, and and really mounting an argument. For a recall, and um, he's a great uh, fellow, Paddy Kerr, and of course, with the pedigree, he's a Carlton man, and mm. uh, we want to see him up there and um, you know flying the uh, the blue flag as old Pop Laurie did, and um, yeah, yeah, let's let's see him back in back in the seniors um, sooner rather than later. Well, we certainly hope uh, the boys respond to <coughs> the stimulus provided by the warm weather in Brisbane being out of a cal- uh, out of a Melbourne winter. Yes, yes. And Kieran Byrne, Tony, you may mention of, just a little aside, uh, Kieran Byrne wins the number 38 that was, in fact, worn by the late Alan White. Um, uh, uh, he wore the number 38 into 23 games 
for the club for as many goals between 1957-59, about the same time that both John Nichols and Sergio Silvani embarked on their senior careers. Wow. Um, Alan um, died uh, recently, was buried at Avenal um, on uh, Monday last. Uh, the club, uh, uh, the place from which Carlton recruited him in the first instance, um, South Melbourne wanted Alan's services originally, but uh, Alan had, was born in Carlton and grew up in Faulkner and as a kid used to see Carlton play, so there was never any chance the Bloods were going to get their hands on, on Alan White. Um, I had a great chat to his, his grandson earlier today and there'll be a, a tribute paid to Alan soon. Um, another one of the the you know the unsung heroes in yeah. Carlton's rich and illustrious history, Tony. May Alan rest in peace. Well, Tony, as uh, club historian, as long as you're on the job, players like that will never be forgotten, and that's a very good thing. Uh, well, as I say to people, Tony, um, one thing about being a historian at a club like Carlton is that you realise how much you don't know, oh. because there is so much history, and it's important that it is recorded, because if it isn't, we are GWS. Yeah. We've been around five minutes. That's a great point. And it is a magnificent and richly embroidered tale here at the Carbon Football Club that we are proud to support and barrack for. This has been The Two Tones. Tony DeBolfe, have a great week. Enjoy yourself up north, Tony. Send me a card, will you? Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. That's if I haven't got sunstroke. Um, we will be back next week. Thanks to our producer, Lucy Jamison. We will catch you next week on The Two Tones. Go Blues. Go Blues.